have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 21, verse 23. Proverbs 21, verse 23. I guess last week we didn't get the verses up in time, and I told you that they were going to be up there. And um, so if you were in the first service last week, you didn't have verses, and so it's always a good thing to bring your Bible. Can I get the church to say amen? All right. So last week we began a new series, Reset. Resetting our lives. And all of us need to hit the reset button in our lives. Occasionally, periodically, Perhaps daily, perhaps hourly, maybe every other minute, right? We need to hit the reset button in our lives because even when we set off in the right direction, I finally got this thing figured out about how to be a good husband. I finally figured out how I'm going to be loving with my wife. Even when we set out in the right direction, sometimes life happens. Sometimes I get a little distracted. I get a little, little off course, and I, and I begin to lose the sight of what it was that I set off in the right direction to do. So i got to hit the reset button and get refocused in my life. Just like a, a plane that travels from Dallas to L.A., and the, the, the pilot puts it on autopilot. All that autopilot is doing is constantly correcting its course to make sure that it's staying on course. And we have a tendency to think as Christians, I became a follower of Jesus Christ, my life's on course, I'm good. No, you're going to get blown off course, sometimes by your choices, sometimes by other people's choices. Sometimes by circumstances and situations that are going on around you are going to rock your world and you're going to find yourself off course and you're going to be wondering, okay, what's really going on? And in those moments, that's when we have to go back and hit the reset button. Today when we were singing, it is well with my soul, I almost wanted to step up and close off worship just to remind you, because I know some of you were probably having a hard time saying it is well with my soul. Because you've been dealing with some stuff, and our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions, you're just mind, you are just got all these bad thoughts, these wrong things going in your mind. Not necessarily evil things, but just things the enemy's trying to bring fear and unbelief into your life. Sometimes with our will, we've set our will in the wrong place and we need to reset our will. Sometimes with our emotions, which is where it really begins to show up when there are issues going in our life. We just have to reset our emotions. We've got to get back to understanding the purpose and plan and design of God for our lives so that we can walk in it and reset to remind ourselves about that. We can't wait to come on Sunday and me remind you or to get in your connect group on Wednesday nights or during the week to be reminded or by somebody else in our lives. We can reset our lives all the time. And we need to. Today's the first day of the rest of your life. This moment that we're in right now is the first moment of the rest of your life. And there's probably not an area that we need to be continually resetting more than with our mouth, with our words. You know, it's easy for us to just, just say what we feel. And, and sometimes our emotions or our feelings are the things that we're speaking from. How I feel about something is what I say rather than after I step back and that emotion dies down, I go, you know, I really don't believe that, don't think that. That's why sometimes when you're in the middle of a fight, you say things and then you go, you know what, I don't really believe that. But our emotions speak for us too often. And see, but it's our feelings, but our feelings should not be determining our words. Our words should be determining our feelings. You got to write that down. That's actually pretty good. Our feelings should not be determining our words. Our words should be determining our feelings. 
So we need to recognize how important our words are. Because what you say is what you are going to get. Your words are producing your life. That's why I'm constantly, constantly, constantly encouraging you, be careful what you're declaring over your life. Be careful what you're saying over your life. Be careful what you're saying over other people's life. See, we need to put a guard over our mouth. We, we need to put a guard over our mouth to watch what we're saying because the words that we're saying are not just mere words. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but names will never hurt you is not true. Those damaging words can damage us, really, sometimes for all of our life. See, we have a weapon right here. And if we learn to use this weapon properly, it's powerful for combating and defeating the enemy, not your spouse, the devil. It's powerful for that. But at the same time, if we don't learn how to use it properly, it's a weapon that can damage us. I don't know about you, but I'm amazed at how many talented, good-looking, beautiful people that I get around that are constantly speaking against something that's wrong with them or their talent or their ability, and they never succeed to the level that I know that they're able to succeed at. Because they're speaking words against themselves, and sometimes we speak words against other people. We declare the wrong things about people because in a moment, we took a snapshot and defined them in that moment rather than really understanding who they really are in Christ Jesus. So I want to look at the, the, the scripture this morning and keep us from speaking wrong words so that we can understand the potential and the power that is in our words. And so Proverbs 21, verse 23 says this, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. Now what this verse is helping us understand is that there is some trouble that comes into our life that we bring on ourselves with our mouth. I don't have to ask you to raise your hand, but I'm gonna. How many of you have ever said something and the moment you said it, you know, man, I should not have said that and you got yourself in trouble. Anybody not with your hands up right now, you're a liar. Because we all have. We all, in fact, I promise probably all of us might possibly do it this week. I don't want to speak doubt, fear, and unbelief in your life, but we might do it this week. Something that you said in the moment that you said it was like, oh, 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 oh. we'd like to get those words back. <laughs> we wish we could take it back, but it's too late. We said it, and now it's producing some trouble. So what this verse helps us understand is that if we will put a guard over our mouth, it, it will protect our soul. It, that means it will protect our mind. If we put a guard over our mouth, it'll protect our mind. Instead of all of the junk that the enemy's constantly trying to bring into our lives, it'll protect our mind. It'll protect our will. It'll protect our wills because we'll begin speaking the right thing about I'm going to love, I'm going to be kind, I'm going to serve, and suddenly we get our will going in the right direction. And probably the thing that's the most powerful the day and age in you and I live in, it will protect our emotions. The emotions, they get so frazzled and rattled by so many things. Sometimes it's because we're burning the candle at both ends that we have very little emotional capacity left and then something bad happens and we just crater. Putting a guard over our mouth has the ability to protect our soul. Listen, you don't have to share every thought that you have. Let me, let me set some of you free today. You don't have to speak every thought that pops into your mind. Well, it's just who I am. No, it's what you were thinking in the moment, and you don't have to share every thought that comes across your mind. Listen, when fear and lack start, start bombarding your mind, you don't have to speak about it. Yeah. 
You don't have to get in line with what the news is saying or what your coworker is saying or what a family member is saying, especially when those words contradict what the word of God says about you and about who you are in Christ Jesus. See, because the more revelation that you have about the goodness of God, the more we learn how to walk in all of his promises. Could it be that our words are stopping or possibly limiting God's promises from our lives? That they're keeping us from God's very best? See, we cannot be moved by our feelings. We cannot move by what people say or may not be saying about us. We cannot be moved by our circumstances, by the economy, by things we're seeing on TV. When we are going to have to start opening up our mouth and declare only what the Word of God says. Not what people say. Not what events are saying. We cannot allow the the vocabulary that is going on around us to continue to affect our vocabulary. When you, when you listen for something too long, those things keep getting into your spirit. You're going to find eventually they start coming out. This is why Satan is always bringing difficulties into your life. For those of you that think it's God, it's not. The devil is always bringing difficulties in your life because he is trying to get your mouth to start saying the wrong things. He's trying to get you to turn over to him the authority that is rightfully yours that you have over your mouth. You have authority over it. You have control over it. Some of you don't think you do because you just respond all the time. Jerk, jerk. (laughs) I have no idea where that one came from. All right. Because if he can get our mouths to start speaking the wrong things, then our words are going to become dangerous to us. Our words are powerful because the words we speak will transmit either faith or fear. And let me, I've shared this with you before. Faith and fear are asking you to do the same thing. They're asking you to believe something that does not exist that it will. Fear is saying, look, that little pain you've got in your side, it's cancer. Faith saying that pain you've got in your side, Jesus said, by his stripes you were already healed. You need to fight the good fight of faith and stand on the word of God. They're either going to move us towards or away from the will of God. So what I want you to see this morning is maybe it's time to examine what you've been saying. It's powerful the way that God created us because we can think about what we're saying. We can think about what we're feeling. We can even think about our thoughts. God's created us in such a way with creative nature to think about what it is we're saying and I want to encourage you today to be think about what you're saying and maybe for some of you probably all of us it's time to hit the reset button in our lives because if you'll examine your words you'll probably discover that what you are saying is running parallel to what your life is producing if you're speaking failure over your life you're probably discovering that you're failing If you're speaking lack over your life, you're probably recognizing you're in lack. If you're speaking fear over your life, you're probably recognizing that you're fearful. The opposite is also true. If you're speaking success over your life, chances are you're being successful. If you're speaking blessings over your life, chances are you're being blessed. Listen, and I want you to understand again, the blessing is not um, problem-free zone. Okay? 
sometimes I feel like I have to qualify that just so that we understand because sometimes when I'm talking about the blessing, it feels like, well, we're blessed and we should live in utopia. The kids should mind. The wife, the husband should mind. You know, <laughs> all those different things. Things should just go well. Everything should run smooth enough. That's not what the blessing is. The blessing is that most of that stuff does happen, but when it doesn't, that we understand that God's already provided for us, so we begin to contend and fight the good fight of faith for what God has promised. And we stand on the word and we believe and receive everything that he tells us and teaches us in his word. It's about our words. Our words are powerful. James tells us that our tongue is like the rudder on a ship. Think how big some of those ocean liners are. And yet that little tiny rudder is the thing that is setting that thing in the direction. That's exactly what our tongue does. It sets the course for our life. Listen, I've made a decision, and I hope you make this decision with me, that I'm going to speak words over my life, that I'm going to speak life over my life, that I'm going to speak that I am going to be successful, that I'm going to be filled with joy, that I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm not waiting anymore to one day I'm going to enjoy my life. You ever found yourself there? Busy season, tough season. Well, one day I'm going to enjoy my life. And I kept saying that one day I'm going to enjoy my life. One day I'm going to enjoy my life. Listen, I'm enjoying my life right now. I've been enjoying my life for the last several weeks, and I've faced a few difficulties and circumstances. I've made a decision I'm going to enjoy my life. You might be saying, well, how can you say that? Because that's what God's Word says about me and about my life. You read the Word of God, and you begin to understand what it is that God has designed and created for you. So I've decided to say what God's Word says about me, not what others say. Not what the circumstances say, not what the situation says, not what my feelings say. You just have to make up your mind, and you make up your mind by the words that you're saying. Catch that. you got to make up your mind, and you make up your mind by the words that you're saying. So I feel fearful. I don't, but if I did, I felt fearful. I can start declaring, God, I thank you that you've not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. Listen, I may have to fake it at the beginning because I don't really believe it, but I'm promising you the more that I say it, I'm setting my mind, and suddenly I am not fearful anymore. I'm not anxious. You might be saying, I don't feel successful. I don't feel joy. I'm not really enjoying my life. Listen, you can keep saying that if you'd like, but if you keep saying it, you're going to keep getting it. If you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always gotten. You're going to have to start talking to your soul. Listen, when we became followers of Jesus Christ, our spirit man instantly became saved. You are a child of God today. But our soul is being saved. Our soul has to be talked to. Now, we get a little nervous about that because the world has, the devil really has caused people that are a few bricks short of a full load... Elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. People that are struggling with mental things, and I'm not trying to really be mean, to talk to themselves. They walk around town talking to themselves. And listen, we should be talking to ourselves all the time. Talking to our soul. We've got great biblical precedent for this. King David faced more adversity in his lifetime than you and I will ever face. He had a father-in-law that was trying to kill him. I've got a father-in-law that's a little ornery. He's never tried to kill me. And he says this in Psalms 42, why are you downcast, O my soul? He recognized his spirit man was alive, but his soul was feeling dead. Why are you downcast, O my soul? You're going to have to talk to your soul. Some of you aren't sure yet. You're going to have to talk to your soul. You're going to have to remind yourself, why are you downcast, O my soul? You're going to have to say, soul, we are going to overcome. 
Soul, we are going to be victorious. Soul, what we're going through, we're going through. It came to pass. We're going to be victorious. Listen, when you do that, it's, it's probably pretty likely that you're going to hear your soul say, whatever, man. You're not down here with us. <laughs> you're going to have... You're going to have to do like you do with your kids, and you're going to have to say, excuse me, soul, I don't think you actually heard what I was saying, so let me turn up the volume a little bit, and let me get a little bit more passionate about this, and let me tell you, soul, we are going to be victorious, we are going to be conquerors, we are going to overcome. You've got to start declaring over your life, man, I am going to fulfill my destiny. Sometimes the enemy tries to tell you you're too old, you've done too much, blah, 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 blah. You just need to go to him. You just need to tell him, I am going to overcome. Listen to this. I am going to be a great parent. I am going to be a great husband or wife. I am going to have a great marriage. I am going to have a successful career. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above things. I'm not beneath things. I can do what God says I can do. I can go where God says I can go. How can you say that, Pastor Richie? Because God is who he says he is. And God will do what he says he will do. And I am who God says I am. And I can do all things through Christ. God's word is truth. God's word is alive and active in me. And now because of what Christ has done, I'm highly favored, greatly blessed, and deeply loved. Woo! Come on, somebody. Man. Listen, when you start doing this, sometimes you just have to get in front of the mirror and say, I'm not going to be afraid anymore, even when fear is standing right there beside you. You're going to have to get in front of the mirror and you're going to say, look, I'm not going to be afraid anymore, okay? You probably have to answer yourself, okay. (laughs) You have to understand that failure is an event. Listen, if we get this for ourselves and we get it for other people, it will change the way we relate to other people. People are going to fail you. People are going to disappoint you. I'm going to let you down. People in your family are going to let you down. Failure is an event. It's not who we are. you got to keep speaking about who you are, your destiny, your purpose. And it's not based upon your past failures. It's based upon what the Word of God says about you. You can't allow the current situations of your life to dictate who you are and then suddenly find yourself agreeing with it. And you start speaking words that begin to produce wrong patterns in your life. And it takes you down a path away from God's plan. You see, the word of God is the will of God for your life. Let me say that again. For those of you who just think that book's up there and it's just kind of a good book, if I can read it occasionally. The word of God is the will of God for your life. God, creator of the universe. God, the all-knowing one. That all of our intelligence put together doesn't even get on the same scale as his intelligence. All our ability to understand things that have happened in the past, things that are happening right now, and things that will happen in the future doesn't even get on the same scale with God. God's will for your life. That's who I want to find out. What, what, from whose will? Let me say that again. That's where I want to go to find out what God's will is for my life. Not myself. So God's word is God's will for your life. And I don't care today who disagrees with it. Have you noticed that's becoming more and more popular to disagree with the word of God? The word of God is truth. It doesn't need your agreement for it to be truth. 
The word of God is true whether you agree with it or not or whether you believe it or not. You believing the word of God doesn't determine whether or not it's true. God's word is true before you decided to believe it and it will be that way forever. So you might as well get your words in a line even when you don't have a full revelation of the promises of God. In fact, can I tell you, real revelation comes when you step out of the boat and walk on water. When Jesus is telling you for whatever circumstance you're faced in the word of God, let me use as a metaphor, Peter getting out of the boat, Jesus said, come. No one had ever walked on water before that Peter knew of. And Peter stepped out of the boat. God, I trust you by faith, walking on water. We always look at the fact that Peter began to doubt, but man, he's the only disciple that got out of the boat. Full revelation happens when we go, God, I don't really understand this promise, but God, that's what I'm going to start saying, that's what I'm going to start doing, and that's what I'm going to start walking out. See, a lot of people think that it's their belief about God's word that makes it true. It's not. It's your belief in God's word that will cause it to work for you. It's your belief in the word of God that will cause it to show up in your life. But it's true whether you believe it or not. See, Jesus said in John 10.10, I have come that they, who are the they? We are, children of God. That they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus said that about us. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. According to this scripture, I believe that it's God's will for me to have an abundant life to the full till it's overflowing. It's what John 10.10 says. I don't believe that, but I don't believe that, but even though you don't, oh, let me back up, start that again. Now you may say, because I do believe that, now you may say, I don't believe that, but even though you don't believe it, doesn't make it untrue. It won't work but it's still true. This is why Christians are saying all the time that the word of God doesn't work because they don't really believe it and then it doesn't happen in their life so they say it doesn't work. You not believing it doesn't make it untrue. That's why we need to read the Bible. That's why we need to understand God's promises for us because we cannot allow finite-minded people to set what it is that we believe. We have to allow God's word to determine what we're going to believe. God's word has to be the final authority in our life. Y'all understand I'm talking about God's word. The Bible, right? Y'all are Bible-believing folk, right? We have to allow the word of God to be the final authority in our lives. Listen, it's too late for me, for you to convince me that God's word doesn't work. I'm already blessed. I already know that I'm blessed. I already know that I'm redeemed. I already know that I'm righteous. I already know that I'm the head and not the tail. And the more I declare it, the more I become freer and freer about it. Every day the revelation of who God is and who I am in Christ is growing clearer. Because I keep declaring it. And I started declaring it when I really didn't believe it. Many of you know the story. When I started talking about God's desire to bless us financially, I'd grown up with the mindset that God always wants you poor. And when at the first time I'd say that, I, I was nervous saying it in front of everyone. And I would say, you know, God wants to bless you financially. No, let me just qualify that real fast and say all this other stuff. I don't even qualify it anymore. God wants to bless us. 
God wants his blessing to be upon us. It isn't about money. So if you think that I'm talking about just about money, it's not just about money. Though we're afraid to, to, we either get on one side of that. We either think it's all about poverty, it's all about greed. And it's neither one. It's walking in the balance of trusting God as my Savior, God as my source, and just understanding that because I'm doing that, he wants to bless me because I'm his kid. Just like you want to bless your kids. So it's too late for you to convince me. So if the Bible is talking about how important our words are, we can't sit back and say, I don't really know if it's all that important. Pastor Richie, I'm a, I'm a quiet man. I'm a silent type. I walk into a room and I don't say anything, and so with God, I don't really talk to Him. When I gave my life to Christ, I told Him I loved Him, and if that changes, I'll make sure I inform Him of that. If the word of God is telling us, silent people, quiet people, introverts, to speak the word of God, we need to speak the word of God. It's powerful, it's important, and the enemy has blinded our eyes from this, from understanding the power of words. You see, the gospel is the most attractive thing that there is in the world. I I know that some Christianity is not, and I talked about that a little bit last week, but the gospel, who's not attracted to good news? You know, especially when you contrast that with what the world has to offer. Loneliness, fear, depression, anxiety, worry. Y'all watch TV, right? It's easy for us to hear this in the service, that God's word will work and say, oh yes, praise God, hallelujah, I believe it. And then get out there and get around some non-believing people. Now notice I didn't say non-Christian people. Because even as followers of Jesus Christ, they can be believing in him being the son, but they don't believe in his promises. And they're all the time non-believing about the goodness of God, non-believing about the promises of God. So it's easy for us to hear it in here, but when we get out around some non-believing people and they're saying words that are contradicting or going against the word of God, if we're not careful, we start speaking those words also. Listen, if you're listening to Fox News or, or CNN or NBC, whatever it is that you're listening to, more than you're hearing the word of God, I promise you, you're being bombarded with the wrong message. You've got to get into the word of God. Because we can find ourselves saying things that oppose the word of God, and it moves us to a place where the results of God's word aren't showing up in our lives. God's called us to fight the good fight of faith, to stand firm. Stand firm when the attack comes. Attack comes against our mind. The attack comes against our will because we've made a wrong choice. Attack comes against our emotion. Stand firm. Fight the good fight of faith. So I want to speak the word of God over my life so that the word and the results of the word of God will start showing up in my life. I want to walk in the abundant life that God has me to the full till it overflows. That's what I want for my life and that's what I want for everyone in this church's life. When we begin walking in the abundance and the goodness of God, there's not a greater testimony about the goodness of God than when his children are walking in the goodness of God. So maybe it's time that we hit the reset button, sit up and take note of the words that we're saying because our life is producing what it is that we are speaking and what it is that we are saying. Let me close this morning with this. Kathy, if you'd come up. God's word is God's will for man. Now listen to this. Man's words should be man's will towards God. Let me say that again. God's word is God's will for man. 
but man's words, our words, should be our will set towards God. You're in charge of your will. You're in charge of your mind. You're actually even in charge of your emotions. And even though God's word is his will for our life, our words should be our will submitted to God. We shouldn't be speaking anything that we don't desire to come to pass. Shouldn't ever speak anything that we don't desire to come to pass. Our words should be setting our will towards God. That's why I'm asking you this morning to reset your life about how you view the importance of your words. To reset your life about what it is that you're saying. To recognize that what you're saying when you're not speaking the word of God is taking you down the wrong path. We need to reset. Speak the will and the word of God and speak life. You know, we've heard it said growing up that what you don't know won't hurt you. But the truth is that what you don't know is killing you. When we don't understand the power of our words, what we're saying over ourselves, what we're saying over our situations, what we're saying over other people, it's killing us. And it's nullifying the power of God from working in our lives. Proverbs 18, 21, a verse I quote a lot. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Notice God's word is saying that it's saying that the tongue has the power. We need to recognize that the tongue has the power. But do you know what the power is for in the life of a believer? It's not for us to look good so that we're impressive with our words. It's the ability to get results in our life. See, we have in our mouth the ability to get the results from the word of God. That's what it means to have power. So what kind of results do you want showing up in your life? Closer relationship with God? Better understanding of his word and of his promises? The abundant life, freedom from debt, prosperity, success, good relationships with our spouse, with our children, good physical and emotional health, good relationship with extended family members. God as creator has already provided everything that you and I need for an abundant life. Provision, victory, everything. But he has given you and I the power to appropriate those things for our lives. And that power is located in our words. It's in the words that we're declaring. So we need to choose our words wisely. We need to hit the reset button every time we find ourselves speaking the wrong thing to go, right, that's not what I want to say. So here's the next step that I'd, I'd like to ask you to take. In fact, it's a, a challenge, 30-day challenge that I've asked the staff to do, and we're going to do it, and I want to ask you to be involved in it. When you're leaving today, back on our table, we have the little coasters that, to get you remind you about resetting this one I'm holding up as my words I want to reset my words maybe you can stick that up on your mirror or put it on your coffee table the other thing we want to do is something we did several years ago is we've got a couple bracelets one of them is what did Jesus do WDJD we all know the what what would Jesus do if he were in that situation but if you can remember what did Jesus do the fact that he died for you he's provided health for you he saved you you can grab that one, or you can grab this one that says flawless. I think both of them are great reminders of what Christ has done for you. And what I want to ask you to do is to put it on a wrist and start speaking words of life. Start declaring words of life. Speak words of life over you, over your situation. But the moment that you might catch yourself saying the wrong thing, declaring the wrong thing, as a reminder, just take that band off and go, I'm going to switch wrists, and I'm going to start again. I'm going to see how many days in a row that I can go in the month of October. Now, 
I'm asking you to police yourself, not police other people. All right? So if somebody does it, don't go, hey, switch them, switch them. Come on, switch them, switch them. All right? Can't do that unless you get in a group of people and they say, hey, let's do this together. In fact, that'd be awesome. It, it would really would. But for the most part, most of us probably just need to police ourselves. And listen, I, I don't think there's anything super significant out, outside of this except that I th- think that it's going to reset and give us a conscious awareness for the next 30 days about I want to speak words of life. Why? Because I want the words of life that are found in the Word of God to start showing up in my life. It's a powerful thing. And so on your way out, just stop by and get that. You may have something at home that you want to use, but whatever it would be, I'm going to ask you in the month of October, join the staff. Say, you know what? We're going to speak words of life. We're going to declare words of life over ourselves, over our situation. And the moment we don't, oh, doggone it, said that again. Make a switch. Start counting your days again. If you would, let's just bow our heads and close our eyes. This has been a presentation of Amarillo Fellowship, a community dedicated to spreading the love and hope of Christ. For more information and other podcasts, visit amarillofellowship.com.